2019-2020 season of football is starting now with the Brisbane Football Review's annual FFA Cup preview. It's James Scott and Adam back again for season four of the podcast. Guys, well, we haven't really had much of an off-season, have we? But welcome back anyway, Scott. Good to see you again, James. Adam, you're right, there's no off-season here in Queensland football, is there? Plenty going on. Yeah, good to see you, James. I see you plenty, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good to be back and uh, big season coming mm. up, I think. Now, we haven't had any sort of off-season fallouts like Paul Pogba and his teammates, have we? <laughs> Well, we did try and transfer list you, but again, it's just, yeah. there's no takers. The transfer fee is too high. Apparently, a bag of Skittles is too much. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe if you drop it to uh, the generic supermarket brand or something. No, we've got to, got to get a good, good fee for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we're very excited to be back for yet another season of yeah. Brisbane Football Podcasting, but hasn't actually really stopped that much, though, with our local game coverage between the NPL and... Mm. FQPL and NPLW commentary on my part as well, yeah. so feels like we never really stopped. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been good. Like the um, now the local season has been hasn't been really that many surprises, mm. but yeah, no, all in all, it's going as we expected, and um, it's heading towards a I guess a big finish, I guess. And we're coming to you tonight. Well, our parts anyway, mm. coming to you from the home of one of the best FFA Cup matches from last season. This is of course our dedicated FFA Cup preview special, which kicks off in I think about two hours from. Well, oh, two weeks, I mean, pretty, from pretty much now. Um, and, yeah, we're at Lions at Richlands before the Raw take on the Lions in the NPL makeup game yep. from what was rained out on the weekend. So, certainly multitasking yep. and maybe a little bit rusty from the off-season without <laughs> podcasting, but we'll see how we go for this. It's going to be actually a pretty big show all around. We've got quite a bit of audio to bring yep. you, so we're not quite ready for a full 90 minutes, all three of us. No, we've got to ease into it, haven't we? Yep. Yeah, certainly. Yep. So I think it'll be half of us talking, half of us interviews. We've got plenty to bring you. We've got audio from Robbie Fowler's first press conference uh, with pre-season training. Uh, I spoke to Aidan O'Neill, one of the new uh, players for the Raw. We've also got Ben Kahn and Chris Lucas from Olympic FC. We've got Owen Baker and Michael McGowan from Brisbane Strikers. And from Mackay and Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC, we've Can got... we just call them Magpies Crusaders from now on just to save time? Yeah, okay, deal. <laughs> Or Mackay-Witt Sundays. We've got Henry Cannell, the coach, and Mitch Wright, the goalkeeper. And then uh, Steve McDonald and Perry Moore from Coomera Colts. So we've been preparing for this for the last couple of weeks. We've been certainly looking forward to it because, in all honesty, I feel like the FFA Cup is actually the best part of football TV Fox Sports producers. We love the Cup, don't we? It's absolutely brilliant. The dramatic scenes we've seen just here in Queensland alone have been absolutely brilliant. I think back to the game you mentioned earlier, Lions Olympic here last year, that was absolutely brilliant. And you think back to the... Morton Bay Gold Coast City game at Walter Park where the lights went out but it was a great game nevertheless. I, mean, I was on my honeymoon yeah. for that. Trying to <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some plenty of great games here in Queensland there's uh, two more this, this round of 32 coming up which is Adam, great. Adam, there's one more that I think you want to mention. One more classic FFA Cup game in Queensland featuring the defending A-League champions at the time. Oh yeah, I forgot that one. Uh, yes. Um, Redlands beating Adelaide yes. United. <laughs> oh, I just sorry. Thank so you yeah. also oh. forgot that one, yeah. No, because yeah, I, I still think I'm uh, frozen from that. It was that cold, but yeah, no, that was... Yeah, like, if uh, drama in Queensland, FFA Cup, it's sort of synonymous. And, you know, and look, there might, be, there might be a couple more in the future. 
certainly. We've got a lot to look forward to. We're going to break this up and go through team by team and talk about what we're expecting possibly from their fortunes. And we're going to start off, this is obviously a Brisbane Rule-focused podcast, so we're going to lead off with the A-League club, the lone A-League club from the state. And, well, it's been a massive off-season of change, and it's pretty much all really come about in the last couple of weeks. As the let me check there's no Brisbane. new signings. Just let me check. They've made about a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> let me just check there's not another one. Well, at least we know there's no visa players for us to Google. Because <laughs> yes, all five correct. have been announced. Robbie Fowler, of course, has taken the reins at the club now. It's his first senior coaching gig. And, well, if nothing else, he's bringing in players that are going to do it his way. Yeah, look, uh, that's the one thing is about uh, Robbie Fowler. I think that's what we speculated was that, you know, I don't think he's gonna get, he was going to get too adventurous with his scouting networks and whatnot. At the end of the day, you know, he, all he knows is probably English football despite... Yes, certain denials and whatnot, but um, yeah, look, yeah, it's an English style he's going with. He's brought English players, and he feels the players that will do the job for him. Just on that, yeah. Scott, I want to get your opinion on this. You know, I feel like there are two schools of thought on the way he's recruited his visa players. Mm-hmm. It's either he's sticking with what he knows, or he's you know really. I suppose, handcuffing himself, trying to recruit from just one region. It could be a bit of both, really. I think he's definitely sticking with what he knows. I think that's... Which, again, for a, he's a first-time coach, so I forget. So I think that makes a lot of sense. If there's... He knows what he's going to get with these players. I think that's the most important thing. If they do fit into whatever his style of play is, I think that's that does make sense. But you're right, it's very specific in where they've recruited pretty much all their players. I think George Mells and, and Jake McGinn are the only ones not from the UK. So I'll, And Scott Neville, but... I think you're right, most of them are from the UK, and this is going to be a very, dis- I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a distinct style, but there'll be a distinct British flavour in the squad too, which I think it could work out quite well. And 14 players have been shown the door, and I think we've got a l- 10 or 11 signings. I actually lost count last week. It's I, I think 10. I think, I, think 10. I think it's 10. Yeah. Okay, let's play a little game, see if we can remember who they are. So we're going to start off, obviously, with Aidan O'Neill, since I did speak to him just mm-hmm. a few hours ago. You've got McGing, you've got Mels, you've got... Scott Neville. Yep. You've got the five visa players. So you've got Aaron Holloway, Roy O'Donovan, who has been rumoured as a possible marquee to be determined, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've also got Tom Aldred, the defender, who I've got really high hopes for. Macaulay yep. um, Gillespie. I was going to leave him hang out to dry and see if you could remember them all. <laughs> That's the one I was going to remember. <laughs> and, no, then the fifth, like was... and then Jay O'Shea. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so there are your five visas. Uh, covering all areas of the yep. park except for goalkeeper, which seems to be Jamie Young's domain. Yep. There's a couple of other Australians in there as well, so it is a good mix. You look a bit. It's not. You look at those ten recruits. You can actually see where they all fit in to the squad, and that's. It's encouraging. It's very specific plans for these players. I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. I think there. I think there's a clear plan, and you know, we talked about it the last couple of years with the way they played under John Aloisi, where you know it might not have always gone to plan, but you think Robbie Fowler is going to come in and say, "All right, this is my side." Yeah, well, no, that's the one thing is that the most important thing is that okay, they might have started a couple of weeks later than they did last year as far as preseason training, but the whole squad is here in Brisbane training from day one. Now, I, I was just, it was funny. I was actually out there on on the second day for the press conference down there, and now it was almost unrecognisable that you now you could count more players you didn't, you couldn't recognise to players that you could. So it distinctly has a Robbie Fowler. It is his team sort of uh, feel. And if some of the uh, training photos that were posted on their social media accounts or anything to go by, Robbie Fowler probably could still come on and nail a volley. <laughs> Holy possible. There's been a lot of young players in that training, which is encouraging. We've seen obviously the raw. The youth side's done quite yeah. well this year in the NPL performance-wise. It's good to see a few of those players get involved in first-team training, and they may very well play a part in the cup, depending on how ready 
some of these senior players, I'll have to wait and see. I, I did. I did count 23 players on the on the Tuesday that I was there, and that and that was including um, Jack Hinger, who I think was re- rehabbing yep. elsewhere. So, so obviously we know that there's probably 18 first team contracted players, and then you have you now a good selection of uh, of young academy players as well. And the thing as well, a lot of the players that they brought back from last season, you can still see how they're going to be of value to the current squad as well. Like you've got the aforementioned Jack Hingett, who. Look, I'm, truthfully, I'm not expecting him to be anywhere near his former self until the new year, just the way yep. knee injuries go. He did do his ACL in February. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got Jamie Young, who, let's be honest, has carried the side from time to time over the mm-hmm. last couple of seasons. Uh, you've also got you know Daniel Bowles, Jacob Pepper, who are, I feel, solid yeah. options at the back, mm-hmm. if not regular week-in, week-out yeah. starters. And, yeah, just yeah. on the injuries as well, you've got two other players coming back from injury with Conor O'Toole's broken leg and... Stefan Walk with his groin injury, they'll probably also take a bit of time to get back up to speed. And again, you can see where all, all three, along with Jack get where they would fit in to the squad. Yes, well, we, we're going to go through the squad probably in a little bit more detail when it's complete because yep. there are still, I think, four or five spots yep. maybe to be filled. And we're going to obviously be, you know, covering that a little bit in a little bit more depth in our A-League season preview, which will be coming in about three months. Yep. So we've got a lot to talk to. <laughs> Let's talk specifically about the FFA Cup and... Gee, well, they're all gone really well in the cup, haven't they? Yeah, was gonna, <laughs> oh, yeah well, let me just read uh, pretty much verbatim from our run sheet. Raw history in the FFA Cup, it's not great when you look at it. Obviously, we remember last year losing at, out at Redcliffe against Melbourne City in what was one of the most bizarre and yeah. still one of the most enjoyable nights I've had out at the They football. were unlucky in that one, to be fair. They played pretty well, and they got beaten with a really late strike from Fornaroli, which was top draw, but their yeah. cup history is... It's not. It's not been the greatest in the league. It was at that. T- it was at that time where we saw, you know, glimpses of that front three combination of was it Tobias Mickelson, Eric Bortiak, and yeah. Adam Taggart. Thinking this could be pretty good. It might have been the only glimpse we saw of that front three. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. But either way, you know, it's not great. The Raw have only won one match in the entire history of the FFA Cup. That was 2015 against. What was it 14? 2014. Yeah. Against Sterling Lions, they won that 4-0 out in Perth, and then. All five times they've drawn A-League opposition, they've lost. But you know what they say, it's a clean start in the Fowler era, so we can only hope for the best. Yeah, look, and that's the thing is, um, they. I think on the outward looking in, you'd think, wow, what, what a, another bum draw with um, drawing you know, Sydney FC. It's why we need an open draw in the FFA Cup, but... Oh, don't I'm, get into that. I'm going to yeah. save that rant for a show where we've got to fill a bit more. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think we've all got very, very strong opinions on that. Um, but look, um, yeah, it's it's funny that I think that it may also be a blessing in disguise actually drawing um, Sydney FC. Yeah, it's interesting because Sydney have got their um, big game against um, Paris Saint-Germain in China the week before, so that could very well take a lot of energy out of them. Not just like physical energy, but also emotional energy. You, they, you imagine that's a game they'll all want to be up for. It's an opportunity to test yourself against one of the biggest clubs in the world. So then you go from that and a week later back to Sydney playing against a side in the Raw who you play quite often in the A-League, it might be a bit of a come down. And you've also got, don't forget, when these A-League sides play each other in these FFA Cup, a lot of times they end up feeling like a pre-season game. Not as much intensity as you'd see in an A-League v. Member Federation competition. So that could also work into the raw sense. If they go down to Sydney and decide we're going to put maximum intensity into this, it could catch Sydney out. So I'm with Adam, I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing in the world to be playing 
Sydney FC because at the very least you get to find exactly where you stand compared to the defending champions. Mind you, admittedly, like it, like almost everyone on you know about 30 seconds after the draw, you're thinking, oh <laughs> no. But when you think about it, when you look at things, you know what? I think, and I think it's also what a big stage for Robbie Fowler to make his debut and perhaps you know take a major scalp very very early on. And uh, look, I. They should be confident going in. Well, let's hear from Robbie Fowler right now. This is from his press conference last week. Yep, and also as well, further afield, FFA Cup. Um, any sort of um, issues, I guess, playing against the defending chief in Sydney FC in the round of 32, or that doesn't face? Absolutely no issues whatsoever. I think it's a, I think it's a magnificent game for, for, for myself to start. It's a magnificent game for the players. Uh, and look, yeah, of course it's a tough game, but look, I think every game can be tough. But look, you know, there's absolutely no pressure on us whatsoever. You know, we're playing against the, the reigning champions. Um, you know, maybe all the pressure will be on Sydney. But look, there's, there's, there's weeks and weeks before we can sort of start thinking about that. But we've got, um, we've got a few you know, pre-season games to get under our belt first, um, you know, get the way we want to play. And once we get them games out of the way, we'll, we'll start focusing uh, on Sydney. All right, so that was Robbie Fowler there talking about, you know, getting to play the way they want to play. Are we expecting a formation change? Because pretty much for most of the last, I don't know, in, as long as I remember the Raw, they've played some variation of, you know, the 4-5-1 or the 4-3-3, yeah. aside from maybe a couple of pre-season matches as Samoa goes past. Yep. Yeah. Just let that go for a sec. <laughs> You're right, though. I, could, I definitely can see a change in formation. There's a lot of people speculating a 3-5-2 formation, and it does make sense when you do line up the recruits and where they would fit in mm. to the squad. It does look like it could line up as a back three, and we've seen last year... Wellington, Perth, plenty of teams played that way and did really well with it. So I can absolutely see trying to copy that. Because you see, don't forget, they've got two foreign strikers in with O'Donovan and Amadi Holloway. I wouldn't, would be surprised if they both didn't start. And you've got Wenzel Halls as well. So I can see that sort of formation working. It's just, is that going to be the first preference? Because it can also line up as a back four as well. Well, I'd like to draw everyone's attention back to the preseason two years ago where we saw John Aloisi experimenting with that formation as well, where we saw yes. Jack Hingott and uh, Corey Brown operating as wing-backs, and that was pretty much the last we saw of it. Yeah. Yeah, Dane Ingram was playing at centre-back, basically. It was it was actually here, I think. We actually yeah. recorded a podcast that night. And I believe we also might have seen it up at uh, Penn Power yeah. uh, a few weeks later, just before they uh, infamously lost to Melbourne Victory. But yeah, let, let's just scrub that from the memory. Speaking of FFA Cup losses for the Raw. Yeah. But overall, I think there's just, I think there's a lot, you know, to look forward to. And as you mentioned, Sydney FC are going to be coming back to it with, yes. uh, coming back from a game against Paris Saint-Germain. And they're not going to know mm. what to prepare for with the Raw because realistically, you look at the personnel they've got on hand now, you could very easily see them lining up with a 4-3-3, a 4-5-1, even mm. like, you know, the old-fashioned 4-4-2 yeah. or the 3-5-2. Like, I'd love to draw up some graphics for that and who yeah. knows, I might get around to that at some point. But there's variety and I feel like they can try and mix and match to the way that they want to play their opponents. Yeah, look, that's I think it's, again, um, it's the one thing that, you know, we like to see out of these raw so, uh, squads is that there's it can be variations and whatnot. And, look, it's very, 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 very plausible that it could go three at the back. But also, as well, you're right, it could be four. Um, up front, yeah, you could go three at the front, you know, with Amadi Holloway, you know, Roy O'Donovan, which I think that's about the only certainty. Is we know Roy O'Donovan's a number nine, he'll <laughs> yeah. play at the front. Mm. But then all the permutations around it, you know. I think also, Jamie Young will be in goal. And that'd be the, that'd be the other. <laughs> right, so we got two of the elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we got the front and the back, but everything in between is, is up for grabs. Like, and um, yeah, look, and, that, and that's really, really exciting, you know, to, to 
to rather than you know being the oh boring predictable um, thing. I think that I think there will be especially going into that game in Sydney in the FA Cup. I don't know if um, Steve Corker and Sydney FC will know what to expect from the Raw as far as formation wise. The Raw have only got a couple of games before that as well, so it'll be difficult for Sydney to scout those games. I think they've got Redlands, Brisbane City, and then they're playing up in on the mid coast of Queensland. So there's not too many games for Sydney. each of the next Saturdays if yeah. you're around. Yeah, yep. so there's not too many games that Sydney can actually come up and scout. So there'll definitely be an element of surprise in what whatever Brisbane do down at Leichhardt Oval. Certainly. Well, it's a lot to look forward to. Guys, we made it through our first segment of the new season, so well done, no hammies. <laughs> no, we're, I'm okay for the moment. Okay, yeah. good. All right, so we're going to come back and hear my interview with Aidan O'Neill, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. This is Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And we're back on the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup Season Preview for 2019. And instead of hearing from myself, Scott and Adam, we're going to actually change it up a little bit and hear from one of the Raw's newest recruits in Aidan O'Neill. So this is what he had to say to me earlier today. All right, joining us is one of the Brisbane Raw's newest signings, and it's Aidan O'Neill. Aidan, welcome to the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup Preview Special. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, yeah, glad to, glad to be on and chat about the, the game coming up. Yeah, well, uh, you guys have just started pre-season a week and a half ago. How are you finding it so far? Yeah, I mean, pre-season's supposed to be tough, so we've, uh, you know, hit the ground running uh, and training really hard, and, you know, all the boys are enjoying uh, the new philosophy that's been um, put into place here with the new gaffer coming in, and, yeah, everyone's enjoying it and we're working hard. What's it been like working with Robbie Fowler? Um, Yeah, obviously, you know, everyone knows um, what a great player he was, and, you know, to have him as a as a coach, um, yeah, it's just a great opportunity for, for all of us to improve and, you know, um, for him to be giving us advice on football as well is, is you know, is, he was a very good player at Liverpool, you know, a legend. So, yeah, it's, it's really good. And are you finding it, how are you finding him as, I suppose, a first-time coach? Um, yeah, uh, I don't think you'd be able to tell, that's for sure. Um, you know, he, He's got a lot of experience in football. Uh, that, that, to me, matters more um, than his uh, coaching resume. So, and I think a lot of the boys are exactly the same. Well, a lot. Everyone else is the same. <laughs> Certainly. Um, talking about you, how much are you looking forward to playing for your home club? Obviously, you're a Brisbane boy growing up. Spent some time with Kenmore. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is where I grew up for 14 years before I went over to England. So, to be back at home, it's, it feels weird. Um, but I'm getting used to it and, yeah, just enjoying the, the lifestyle and enjoying my football as well. You're obviously coming off a pretty successful season with the Mariners, so what are you looking forward to building on that success from last year? Um, yeah, I'd say more per- definitely more personal success. Um, I want team success this year. Uh, you know, I want to be competitive and, and, you know, the aim has to be to, to, to definitely get in the, in the playoffs. Well, you're joining the Roar, obviously, in a bit of a rebuild situation. We're going to see quite a lot of new faces. How are you going about learning who's who? Yeah, um, I've been to a couple of new teams uh, in the last few years, so, you know, you learn pretty quickly. And, um, yeah, just enjoying the environment and uh, getting used to my new teammates. Obviously, still a few introductions going on in the training pitch, I'm assuming? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it does take a little while for, for us to click together. Um, you know, we've got an opportunity on Saturday to, to you know, <clears throat> uh, play an 11v11 game and, you know, get used to each other and, you know, just 
just uh, start playing the way that um, that the gaffer wants us to. Certainly. Um, obviously, you know, I've seen some of the carryover players like Jack Hingard on his Instagram stories, you know, the coffee get-togethers after training. Are you guys doing that sort of stuff now? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I think uh, that's a big part of a, a good team and a, a good team spirit is, um, you know, we all get together and we went for dinner the other night, you know, we go for coffees. Um, and, you know, I think everyone's enjoying each other's company, which is a, a great start. Certainly. All right, so we'll talk about the FFA Cup now. What were the first reactions when uh, you guys found out that you'd drawn Sydney FC? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's good. Obviously, they won the won the league last year um, or won the grand final. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Um, I don't think, you know, we're going to read too much into it. You know, it's just another game. Uh, you know, we want to get to the next round. There's a bit of a running joke among Raw fans where, you know, the SFA Cup always seems to start with them playing another A-League side, so is it a good chance to test yourself against someone who has been the benchmark of the last few seasons right out of the gate? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a good test for us and, you know, and see where, see where we're at. Certainly. Um, so, you've obviously mentioned before, you've got a couple of pre-season friendlies come up against NPL oppositions. What are you looking to get out of it personally and, I suppose, as a team overall? <laughs> I mean, we just need to get used to each other. Um, you know, the, the league doesn't start for a, for a number of weeks. Um, and, you know, we need to get fitter. We need to get match fitness. Um, and, you know, hopefully we all uh, get through the games and, and there's no injuries. Um, so we're all, you know, fighting for places and there's competition within the team. Um, you know, when it comes to, obviously, the, the first game against Sydney in the FA Cup and then, um, and then to take it from there. So with these preseason friendlies coming up, you've got Brisbane City this Saturday. Have you, you know, doing any sort of work on them, or are you just going to go out and say we've got to check these boxes? Yeah, it's definitely uh, you know preseason. It's only the second week, um, so it's about ticking boxes and you know getting our fitness and match fitness back. Um, and yeah, like I said, getting through the game and and hopefully no injuries at all. Certainly. All right. Well, talked about Brisbane. Obviously, we've got another fifteen ties. Uh, taking place in the round of 32. Are there any other ones not involving the Raw that you're looking forward to seeing? Um, I'm just really concentrating on myself, to be honest, uh, and, and Brisbane. Uh, you know, that's where I'm, I'm at, so that, that's all I'm really focused on. Fair enough. No, we're just finishing that one off with uh, every asking everyone that we're interviewing for it. I think yeah, got a few good ones with uh, Strikers and Wellington at Perry Park. I think same night as you guys. That'll be a good one to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we'll be. All right, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time today. We're looking forward to seeing you in action for the Raw, and best of luck against Sydney. We'll be rooting for you. Yeah, too easy. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Aiden. All right, that was Aiden O'Neill from the Brisbane Raw. We'll be back after this to preview Olympic. Right after this, this is the Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And we're back. It's part three of the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup preview special as we launch season four of the podcast. It's James Scott and Adam here at Lions FC out in Richlands, which is, I think, pretty close to our second most popular recording <laughs> venue, if it isn't already. I think it is. I think it would be now, yeah. Yeah. I think I've actually recorded here than we have at my new place. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get on to that uh, little minutia later. Let's talk about uh, Olympic, because their game's first up out of all the non-A-League sides from Queensland, and... Yeah, they wouldn't have good memories of this venue, obviously losing a 3-2 classic here last year, but 
Careful, Ben Khan's going to come after you. Keep bringing that game up. Yeah, he brought it up unsolicited <laughs> when I spoke to him, which yeah. again you'll hear a little bit later on. But yeah, that was. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens. So they've drawn uh, Western Australian side Bayswater FC, and not to be overly dismissive, but you feel like it's a game that they should handle. It should be. I mean, the WA sides in the um, FFA Cup have not been the strongest historically. I don't think any of them have got past the round of 32 before, so you'd have to say. For Olympic, it's a great draw to play a home tie against a WA team. And, and you think back a couple of years ago, Gold Coast City, but what, well, basically they played, um, I can't remember who they played, it was another team from WA, and they beat them 3-0 down at Malawa on the coast. So you'd have to say Olympic, based on that and the fact that they're also extremely strong Olympic, you'd have to say they are the prohibitive favourite to win this game. Yeah, look, I think the form line shows that um, the Bayswater, I think at last look, which four points behind Perth Glory Youth in the um, in the MPLW MPLWA League, and then, and as we know, Brisbane Raw Youth are competitive with um, with Perth somewhat, and Olympic are about twenty points ahead of them in MPL Queensland. So if you do the math, look, you would expect that um, that Olympic should win this, but yeah, you know, then again, this is cup football, anything can happen. So Adam's predicting twenty nine nil. That's what I took from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I took from that. Based on your math, that's what I took from that. Hang on, I got thirty one nil by the maths. My maths terrible, so you're probably right. <laughs> Anyways, but I was giving him a bit of credit. They might. Can see two less in the cup anyway. Yeah, also, certainly. And not. also, good uh, good score for Olympic at least, um, as well being the uh, Fox Sports TV game. Yeah, so, well, although knowing the history of the Fox Sports TV game, will probably be nil nil going to penalties. <laughs> it did unfortunately cost them a chance to play at Goodwin Park, which would have been terrific. You think back to the first year of the cup. I think it was the very first night of the FFA Cup, actually. They played at home against Melbourne Knights at a packed Goodwin Park. I remember was, tracking that from uni. It was a terrific night. It was cold, but it was a terrific night. They brought in the temporary stands behind the goal. It was great, but I think just the logistics of Fox with their broadcast stuff out of Goodwin Park, it just was not quite going to work, and maybe the lights weren't quite right either. They totally could have done it at Goodwin Park, but that's yeah. just me. Magpies and all. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, their road to the last 32. So, 16-0 against Gympie United. I'm not sure a sweat was raised in that game. 4-0 over Rochelle, 4-1 over Palm Beach, and then 2-1 over Surface Paradise Apollo in the final mm-hmm. qualification stage. So, well, the margins are getting lesser as they <laughs> go along, but they're still looking like a pretty good side. And their NPL form hasn't exactly been... Well, it hasn't exactly faltered either as they're trying to juggle... Uh, dual commitments. No, and they've really hit form lately as well, which is encouraging for them. They beat Peninsula Power a week ago when we recorded this, so that they are hitting some really good form at the right time of the season for them. And the Cups will be interesting. Is it going to be the priority for them? Will they go all in for that? Will they try and focus on the league? It'll be very interesting to see what they do. Well, actually, you'll hear it in a little while. I did ask Ben Khan about juggling those dual priorities, but I'm going to leave that as a tease, and we'll keep talking about Olympic instead. Chris Lucas, Adam. Yeah, look, well, he scored a double on the weekend and um, he's leading the golden boot race. But, um, yeah, look, it's this Olympic side last sort of two months. They're just scoring goals for fun at the moment. And I think, um, look, with their, with their front three, uh, they, look, they'll, they'll challenge a lot of teams as deeper they go into the competition. Assuming they get past Bayswater, of course. Um, yeah, you wouldn't write them off you know, with, a, with, a, with a kind draw to go you know, deep into this competition. And you should also remember they've got Alex Smith, who has some proper top-flight experience as well. Absolutely. He makes a massive difference that side, just straightens them up. But they've got Lucas as well now, who's become that real goal scorer for them. Smith's the focal point, but Lucas is the goal scorer. And then you've got Lofthouse as well. I mean, it's a it's a really dangerous front third. And it's kind of weird, because I remember last year, you know, all the focus at Olympic was on, you know, the phenomenon that was Jez Lofthouse. But it seems like he's almost taken a bit of a backseat to his strike partners. Yeah, well, he's he's got now got two 
goal scorers ahead of him to to feed. He's just playing down the wing, creating plenty of chances, but he's not quite the goal scorer that he was last year. But he doesn't need to be. If you've got those two guys, you just get the ball oh, down yeah. the wing, get past your fullback, get the cross in, and it, it's he's it's playing a different simple, role yeah. this year. Yeah, but I also wouldn't under, under um, underestimate as well. You know, uh, Stephen White's influence yep. on this is you know, he's, he's captain of the side now, but now like, he is a, he's a very very good player. Now probably one of the top players in NPL Queensland. So um, you expect him to sort of lead this team with a plumb. You know, going going forward in this competition. And Adams, I just tweaked their tactics as well to get Stephen White into a more advanced position which allows him to be more creative on the ball, and that's working really well for them as well. So now it's not just a front three, it's a front four when you include him. Yeah, and you know, even at the back, I, every time I've watched them on the NPL Queensland uh, streams on, thanks to FQ for that, yeah. uh, I should also point out, like, it seems like they're able to win games two or three different ways. You know, If you want to get into a real arm wrestle, they've got the players that can shut you down and then you know, break forward with the yeah. aforementioned uh, Lofthouse, Lucas and Smith trio, yep. but then you've also got a side that, if, you know, Bayswater come out and opt to just go for broke thinking, well, what have we got to lose? Yep. It's an FFA Cup game, yep. and we've already got the trip to Queensland. Yep. So, you know, if it turns into a 4-3, 5-4 game, they've got the firepower to match yep. them. They've also got the set-piece strength as well, not just taking it, but they've got plenty of height as well, Christian Waters. They've got plenty of height, Jack Love. They've got a lot of options as well in the air to win set pieces. They've used that to their advantage as well. So they've got a lot of strength to their boat, you're right. And even even look at like players as sort of, I guess, you know, nice renowned, someone like Acosta Saros as well, yeah. who's also scoring goals, you know. It, Good it, form, it, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's a side that, you know, has multiple threats and can come from anywhere. So, yeah, look, I, I think, as, as I said, um, I think... If assuming all goes well, I think they'll be bitterly disappointed um, if if it all goes wrong in couple, in a couple of weeks' time. But this is also a team that probably, as I said, with a good draw, could go a lot further. Yeah, and also I think we can all be very very happy that uh, they just haven't drawn another NPL Queensland side because as much fun <laughs> as that tie between Lions and Olympic was last year, I love getting to see some interstate sides. You know, I, I watched the draw at Olympic as well, and I think. You know, when they found out that they couldn't go to Mackay or anything for the weekend. <laughs> but they wanted to go to Darwin. <laughs> I think there were 30 disappointed sides not to get the Magpies Crusaders. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, like they were, I think they were very happy to have the chance to play a home tie. It is going to be at Perry Park, though, two weeks from tonight. So it's going to be Tuesday the 23rd of... Something like yeah. that. We'll July? say that. Yeah. We'll say that anyway. I think it's a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, if you're in local, get to the game because, let's be honest, these cup games are awesome. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's, that's all no, I'm going to say for they a are, They are brilliant. They are great to watch. Yeah. All right. So, uh, quick prediction for this tie. Olympic, uh, what? Bayswater, what? Uh, I'm going to say Olympic 4-1. Scott? I wasn't going to say 4-1. I'll say 3-0. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... 3-1. Bayswater com- will score, but I can yeah. see Olympic having the legs late. It'll be comfortable. It yes. should be. Yeah. Certainly. All right. Now, we teased it before. We're going to uh, close out this segment with a couple of interviews. First of all, I spoke with Ben Khan straight after the FFA Cup draw. You might have seen that in a reaction video already, but yeah, have a listen to that. And then also there's an interview with, hang on, just let me double check, Chris Lucas. Yep. After the Surface Paradise win in round seven of qualifying. So that was from back in June. Either way, um, yep. enjoy the interviews, and we'll be back to talk about Brisbane Strikers. This is Brisbane Football Review. All right, we're joined by Ben Khan from Olympic FC. Ben, first thoughts to the draw, Bayswater City. Uh, 
could have been better, could have been worse. So look, all in all, pretty happy. Um, we'll uh, we'll start our research and analysis on them uh, as soon as possible and, and learn as much as we can. Got a home tie at least, so that's got to be good after travelling to Lions last year. Yeah, I'm happy with the home tie. Uh, we'll obviously have to go through the process um, with the FFA and FQ of working out where that game will be. Uh, hopefully that will be at Goodwin Park. Uh, all right, so you mentioned getting into the process of preparing for it. How are you going to go about playing what is a fairly unfamiliar opponent? Uh, we'll have access to uh, to all their games uh, from their season, so we'll just uh, we'll go through the normal process. We'll go through with uh, MPL Queensland teams and we'll... we'll uh, We'll do a thorough analysis and uh, prepare ourselves as best we can. And obviously that'll be involve managing the workload of your squad as well. How are you going to approach balancing that with the NPL coming up? Because you guys are having a pretty successful season so far. Yeah, look, the NPL is the priority. Um, we'll, uh, you know, we've because of the way things have worked out this year, we... Um, uh, you know, we, we, we've had a few midweek games in a few weeks where we've had two or three games, so uh, we're quite used to balancing that and managing that. And we've got, uh, you know, all our players fit, healthy, and fresh at the moment. So uh, it'll just be a case of working out when the game is, and uh, and uh, yeah, managing the squad with uh, with how we need to to get through whatever games we've got in that time. And you guys took on Lions last year. What sort of lessons can you take from that experience on the national stage? Uh, I don't think I don't think there's there's much learning in terms of a, a, a one-off game. Um, you know, I, th- I thought we were really good in that game. Uh, not, not, you know, everyone knows my thoughts on uh, on the uh, the decisions that went against us that contributed to the result. So, look, we'll um, I, I guess I guess the lessons we learnt from last year are you know man- manage the squad well, manage the schedule well, uh, and believe in ourselves and go and give it everything. And from an individual player's perspective, you've got you know MPL leading goal scorer in Chris Lucas. You've got Jez Lofthouse. What are you expecting from these guys on the national stage? Uh, the same that I expect from uh, you know from from our big players every week. You know, I expect them to to step up, play well, um, you know, work exceptionally hard, and do everything they can to uh, to get the club through to the round of sixteen. Certainly, and um, yeah, well, what what tie other than yours are you most looking forward to seeing? Uh, we saw the whole draws. <laughs> yeah, look, um, obviously we, you know, being quite close with with Owen Baker at strikers and knowing strikers well, I'm, uh, you know, we'll take a, 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 you know, a heavy interest in in their game against Wellington Phoenix, and you know, I believe in Owen and Brisbane strikers, and believe that they can do the MPL Queensland proud and and try and get a result there. Perfect. All right. Well, best of luck against Bayswater. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much. Cheers. We're joined now by the winning goal scorer Chris Lucas. Chris, thanks for talking to us. No worries. We'll get into the game. Talk yep. us through your goal first. Uh, yeah, just uh, I had a fair few chances in the first and second half. Yep. I uh, didn't take them and I knew I had to take that one, especially being one all and getting down to the sort of end of the game. I had to take my chance. Yeah, on the game itself, you started really well and then they worked their way back into it. Were you was there any, any panic out there at all? Or? Uh, not so much in the first half. I think we started really well. Yep. I think we had a really good first half, playing it around really well, keeping possession. Um, and then second half, we came out, maybe panicked a little bit um, and uh, started doing long balls and not playing around as much and lo- losing possession a lot. Uh, you're back in Queensland after a couple of years down in Victoria. How are you finding it up here? Uh, loving it. Love being uh, at Olympic. It's a great club to go to. I think it's the best decision that I've made. Um, one of my goals 
coming back to Queensland was to make the round of 32 in the FFA Cup, and tonight's, uh, yeah. Speaking of, well. you're in the round of 32 now. Any preference for the round of six for, for you play? Or uh, no, anyway? not, not at all. We, we can take on anyone, I think. Uh, being at uh, the FFA Cup, I think, yeah, it's... Anyone can beat anyone in the FA Cup, to be honest. It's and, proven. And just for yourself, you've obviously been a couple of deep runs in the FA Cup previously. Yep. How's that experience going to help you? And the, you've been um, part of that onto the team going forward. Me, myself, individually, I think it'll help me a lot. But uh, just got to get around all the boys and uh, make the most of it. Right, congratulations and good luck in the round three. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And it's time for part four of the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup preview special. And we're going to now turn our attention to the other NPL side from Brisbane that's going to be participating in the FFA Cup round of 32, and it's Brisbane Strikers. They've drawn the (laughs) A-League opponents in Wellington Phoenix, and that's going to be played at Perry Park on, I believe, August 7th, which is the same night that the Roar are taking on Sydney down in Sydney, yep. so, well, at least that's one way to work around stadium availability, is to have them not playing at the same, have them yeah. uh, not drawn at home, but I'm going to go right off the bat and say, I honestly think this is one of the best chances we're going to have for a cup set in terms of NPL sides upsetting uh, an A-League team. It definitely is, just based on, look, the strikers are in some pretty good form of their own, but Wellington are... They're a completely different team than we saw last year. New coach, I think they've only got four or five players left from the team who played in the finals against Victory. So they are a very different team, a very new team and a very young team with a lot of NPL players. So it's it's a it's an op- real opportunity for the strikers. They've not had a lot of home games in the Cup, as they'll tell you if you speak to anyone from that from there, but it's a great opportunity to, to go up against an A-League team where they will feel, if they play to their best, they're a real chance. And finally, the home side at Perry Park is actually the home <laughs> side as well because we've been there for a few FFA Cup ties and yeah. seen the yeah. uh, walls littered with uh, yellow, but obviously it's a different coloured jersey taking to the pitch. Yeah, no, and um, look, strikers, um, if you if you were thought, you know, maybe at the start of the season and sort of the uh, preceding weeks of that, them to actually be on the national stage take on Wellington Feet, you'd think mm. you're kidding yourself because their form very early on mm. was very, very ordinary yeah. and I think even the most faithful yeah. were starting to think, oh no, you know, relegation might be a thing. But yeah. since they're, they're yeah. it was actually their um, round three win against, um, sorry, round three, round four, four, four against uh, South United when they won 10-1, it seems to have really sort of catapulted them where they've been in great yeah. form and they've taken out some, you know, some very, very yeah. big teams to get to this point. Well, let's yeah. run through that now, obviously. You mentioned yeah. the 10-1 win over South, so then beat uh, our host tonight, Lions, 3-2 in extra time. I'm just going to duck and make sure nothing's <laughs> getting thrown at me. Uh, yeah, 3-2 in extra time, 4-1 over East, and then qualified with a massive 5-1 yeah. win over Gold Coast Knights in a game yeah. that I think we all thought probably had the potential to go to penalties. Yeah, look, they've, they've truly earned their spot, didn't they? They beat two of the top four teams in the NPL away from home to get to get there. That's I don't think anyone else has done that, so that's a terrific tip of the cap. So, and then you're right, the game against Lions was a a really even game. It was tremendously close. Then they got the first goal and went on with it. But the Knights game was just weird because the Knights scored early and Strikers just... When they got to 2-1 in front, I think Knights almost panicked. And yep. the Strikers just kept picking them off. It was really good to see them be so clinical. So they've, they've truly earned their spot. You have to say that. And now they get another good test against Wellington. I think they've got a good chance. And it, as you said, it's been a massively tough draw. Obviously, yeah. three NPL opponents as well. Yeah, East and was away from home as well. Yeah, so it's not... 
you know, they've certainly, you know, been battle-tested as well. And you'd have to think now, a home tie against a very much rebuilding Wellington Phoenix uh, under Ufuk Tale, who's taken over from the departed Mark Rudan. Yeah. He's got to undergo a massive squad overhaul as well. As, we, you know, we talked about in segment one with the Raw, Wellington are going to have to completely rebuild their there, squad. There, there is a big difference between Brisbane Raw and Wellington Phoenix at the moment. Wellington, Our coach had a ma- much better Premier League career. Well, the two. <laughs> had a Premier League career, but also as well, um, look, as I said, day one of pre-season training, you had 23 players at training. They're, they're still trialling players at, at Wellington. Wellington at the moment. You know, we uh, we heard a, a list of you know six or seven, I think, in a article on stuff.co.nz yesterday about that. So they they're far from being settled. So and look, I know the game is still a month away, yeah. but to, to for it's a big task for Ufuk Tale to be able to yeah. get this squad to a point where you think you know what they're going to be competitive. Yeah. I think they're right for the picking by Brisbane Strikers. And you think, you think the Royals' record in the cup is is poor? Well, Wellington's is as bad, if not worse. I don't think they've won a game at all. In the FFA. I know they can't play at home because of the rules of the competition, but their record in the cup is really, really average, to say the least. One, I think they've won one game. Yeah. They've had the opposite Perth glory draw where they've, every game they've played has had to be away. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, new season, same jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it's been... And I, you'd have to think that, you know, out of all the A-League sides to get, Wellington, maybe yeah. the Mariners as well, although Stadich does seem to have that side at least, you know... I suppose a little bit cohesive. They're a little bit more cohesive. I think look, you look at the strikers as well. They've got a really good front. Though. They've got Jake McLean, Andy Pengelly for two. They're gonna, they're gonna create opportunities. The strikers. It's just can they take them and can they keep them out at the other end? Because we don't even know what sort of shape Wellington they're gonna play. They might go away from the back three, which worked so often last year, and that to me would be a mistake. But if they go to a back four, they've got to get used to that formation as well. And I don't think they've got too many games being organised ahead of between that game in the Cup, so they're going to have to almost, that might be their first real hit out for them. I think, by the way, back to last week, I think um, Bayswater are playing Perth Glory Ooh. in a couple of weeks' time, so that's a good one good test then before they play against Olympic. Yeah, look, the um, the one the one player you mentioned in that list, I think, who is probably key in pivotal tour is, is Jake McLean. Yeah. So when he's at his best, he's probably one of the best uh, midfielders in the league. So if, he, if he's firing... This person strikers side's gonna be firing. Um, Andy Pangeli's been scoring you know, a lot of goals, you know, lately as well. So he did score six against um, against South in that, re- that early preliminary tie. So look, I've seen plenty of people score six against South. <laughs> what? I'm leaving Male that or female? Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, look. But to, to the point, they. Um, Look, I think they're they're a really good chance, and also as well they've got a, they'll have a very very settled um, backline with you know a lot of experience, you know, especially um, with with Michael McGowan. I think either way we're going to get plenty of goals in this game as well. I'm just looking at some of their results in the NPL uh, up to when we're recording. You know, you got five two four one three nil four one four two four one four one. Their results in between two big losses were were have been absolutely brilliant. They got beaten by um, Knights six one, I think it was a couple of months ago, and then they went on a great run in the yep. league and the cup until they played Lions at Perry Park a couple of weekends ago where they got beaten pretty comprehensively. So, But between those two losses, mm. they've been really good. So they've certainly found plenty of form. Well, didn't they? Well, I'm just looking at that, you know, Penn Power, 4-2. Yeah. That, and, that, and that game, look, the, the, the scoreline in isolation, say, so, okay, they got beaten very comfortably, but... We were at that game, and they were in it right to the end. And look, that could have gone either way. So you, what you the almost, potential of the game? Yeah, yeah, so you can almost sort of, you know, put an asterisk and say, you know what, form as far as form goes, 
that was a good game, and yeah, and that was beat. That that was a very very good game of football. Yeah, certainly. Um, and if you do want to see strikes before they take on Wellington Phoenix, they've obviously got a couple of games coming up. They've got uh, Brisbane City at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. They're taking on the Roar at Logan Metro Sports Complex, I believe, mm. the sat- Saturday before the game, yep. as the mower's just coming past. Yep. Uh, but I don't think that'll have too much of an impact. And they've also got a... Is it travel to the Sunshine Coast? I'm just double-checking here. I can't... No, they're hosting Sunshine Coast FC. Yep. So, Cool. It's a couple of games where I think they'll... You know, need to make sure that they're firing at full ball, but also I think it's not as though they're going to be, you know, weary by the time they get to their match. Yeah. It's also for them the league is essentially finished. They can't make top four. They can't be relegated. They'll be, they'll certainly have their full focus on the cup tie. So they'll be certainly using those two games that you mentioned to tune up nicely. Certainly. All right. Now we've got two interviews from uh, Brisbane Strikers that I believe you two handled. Yeah, it's Owen Baker after the Gold Coast Knights win in round seven of the Cup, and we spoke to Michael McGowan after their loss to Lions a couple of weeks ago. All right. So these are the two interviews from that, and uh, after that we'll come back and preview the All Queensland tie between Magpies Crusaders and Coomera. This is Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup Preview Special. Joined by the winning coach Owen Baker. Owen, thanks for talking to us once again. No worries, thank you. That's a terrific performance from your side there to get yourselves through to the round of 32, particularly after the last result against the Knights. Yeah, what can I say? The boys were brilliant tonight. You know, you know, coming down here to the Knights, they're a fantastic team, they're a great club, they're well set up. Uh, but it's cup football, it's the best team that wins on the night, and our lads wanted it. Uh, what did you notice after the Knights scored the early goal in, the, in your team's response? Yeah, we, we, we came out slow so, and they, the Knights deserved the goal because um, we looked a bit edgy, but it, so it probably helped us. It probably actually helped us because from there we slowly we slowly got back into it and the goal before half-time obviously uh, gave everybody a bit of confidence that we could we can play and second half, yeah, second half was fantastic. Was the goal early in the second half important <coughs> for your side to be able to play with a lead? Yeah, I think so. I think it put, I think it put them under more pressure, obviously, going 2-1 down. Uh, but from there, we just, you know, we, we, we enjoyed the moment and uh, kept playing kept playing our way. Um, and that was one of the messages at half-time is we were quite confident with the way that we were playing and it was important that we, we stayed brave and, uh, you know, kept trying to get the combinations and the overloads and that's what we that's what we did. That's how we scored. Looking ahead now, you're obviously back on the national stage. How, are you much looking forward to yourself testing yourself in on the national stage as a coach? Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> you know we've got some goals for the second half of the year. We, we you know the draw, the draw is exciting. We could be going anywhere around the country, or we could be hosting an A League team at Perry Park. So we're really, really excited about that. Uh, we'll embrace that. But obviously, in the league too, we want to kick on now. We want to have a great second half of the year. Last question. I imagine you'll tell me you're happy with anything, but home home tie. Yeah, I think we've had 17 out of 22 draws away from home. I think so. I don't mind, honestly. We don't mind. We don't mind. We're, we're in the national stage. We're proud to be there. The players were fantastic, and as a club, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy it. Congratulations on the win, and good luck in the draw. Thank you very much. We're joined by the striker centre, Mark. We got Mark is taking time to talk to us. Thanks very much. No Disappointing problem. night tonight for the result, but probably not the result you were looking for. Yeah, definitely. No, it's uh, the run we've been on. Um, I think we were all expecting to give a better account of ourselves than we, than we ended up doing tonight. So, uh, disappointing, especially in you know, a big game. Just, uh, especially after the good result as well we had against them in the Cup. We're looking to try and repeat that and um, just went up to it tonight. You mentioned the run you've been on. It's been a fantastic run, hasn't it, since that loss here against Gold Coast Knights a couple of months ago? That's right, yeah. I think, to be fair, it's just coincided with us having all of our players back. And, um, you know, since when we've got full strength team, I think we're as good as anybody. Um, and you know, 
a few injuries here and there, you know, and it's kind of. You know, but now that we've got everyone back, we've been able to kind of go on this run and give a better account of ourselves. That run obviously led us like through the FA Cup. Must be delighted to be back on the national stage as a club. Yeah, definitely, it's massive for the club. You know, the strikers have obviously got a good record of, of making. I think it's four out the last six years or something like that. So, uh, it, you know, so it, you know, the, the club let us know at the start of the season. It's one of the big ambitions they've got all the time. So it's good that despite the kind of shaky leagues form earlier in the season, that they've been able to, to push on and, and get this to this stage of the cup. Is that going to be the focus then for the remainder of the season, seeing how far you can progress in the cup? Well, I don't think we have to, you know, have an all or nothing, you know, just focus on one thing. I think we, we can still finish uh, realistically. I think fifth is probably as high as we can uh, finish in the league. And we're, we're, we want to finish as high up the league as we can. But obviously, you know, last 32 is a massive deal for everybody, so yeah, it will be a big focus. Uh, but, you know, we've got a few league games to get out of the way before then. So. And with yourself, well, a couple of years ago, obviously, with Redlands when you were there. Yep. Massive night. Reflecting on that, what was that like to be part of? Yeah, massive night here at Perry Park as well against Adelaide. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm excited to get another crack at an A-League team. It was a, one of my you know, favourite experiences in football, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and to be the only Queensland club still that's only, that's beat a, an A-League team. So, you know, it's a good opportunity for us this, uh, this year to go and do something similar. Uh, it's a pretty young side you've got here at Strikers. Are you looking to impart some of that experience you picked up that night on the side ahead of the game? Or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's generally what I try and do anyway. You know, I just, like, yeah, we've got a young team, lots of good footballers and stuff, but you know, maybe lacking a bit of experience. So yeah, hopefully uh, you know, I, can, I can help us out on the, on the big occasion, a bit more than I did today. And a massive opportunity against Wellington as well to be in another A-League side. Once again, yeah, definitely, yeah. That's what I mean. For, we've got a lot, of, as we said, there. We've got a lot of good young players, and for them, um, it's the perfect platform to you know showcase themselves against the, you know some of the, the best players in the country. Thanks for talking to us tonight. Unlucky tonight, and good luck in the cup. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot, guys. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And we're back on the Brisbane Football Review NPL preview special. Uh, game preparations are ramping up here at Lions, as you can hear by the giant fan in the background. Uh, now, for the next part of our... Before we get into that, actually, I've just got to do a quick plug as well. Um, if you're, you're listening to this before Saturday, July 13th, make sure you get out to the Ginger Sport uh, Festival of Football at Oxley State School. I was involved with that last year and will be again this year. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing a few of my old colleagues there. It's a fantastic event, so certainly one worth getting out to. Ginger Sport Festival of Football, July 13th from about midday at Oxley State School. And it involves kids, so people about the same height as you. <laughs> I walked right into that you one. Did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, part five of our NPR... Four. Part four. No, part five. You've got written here part five. Anyway, part four. Yeah, never mind me. Anyway, as you can tell, we're still in pre-season form, getting out some of the uh, rust anyway. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, the all-Queensland time. Mackay and Whitsunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC, last time I used that in full, taking on the Gold Coast Premier League side, Coomera Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a fun night. It will be two new teams on the national stage, two teams who will be completely unfamiliar with each other and two teams who probably broke a few hearts by for the teams down south. With a lot of people thinking, gee, I'd love to go to the Gold Coast, I'd love to go to the Whitsundays. Nope, they've drawn each other. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Coomera's home ground is literally right next to Dreamworld, yes. just down the road from uh, Movie World and mm. everything. So I think quite a few of those clubs would have loved to get the draw. And what do you know? They're playing each other. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people might be barracking for... for uh, I don't think they care who wins this game because mm. it's trip to Whitsundays or trip to Dreamworld. Uh, mm. is on the line for, for one lucky club at the round of 16. Mm. Yeah, I'm certainly... It'd be an interesting yeah. game, though, because it's 
Look, Kuma has done tremendously well to get this far. You think of teams that they've beaten to get here. They've done unbelievably well. And for the Magpies, it's the first time we've seen a team not named FNQ Heat slash Kansas City get to this stage. It's the first time we've had someone different get through. So it's it's good to see that as well, to see a different team come through. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, uh, Coomer's road to the last 32. 4-0 over Virginia. 3-0 over Acacia Ridge. 4-2 against Ipswich Knights. A 6-5 classic in extra time against Redlands. And 3-2 over Holland Park. And 2-1 over Logan Lightning in what was another Magic of the Cup set. So really, it's been a fantastic run for them through to the knockout yeah. stage as well. They've beaten yeah. some pretty big teams. See, what one MPL team, three FQPL teams, they've beaten most of them at home as well. I mean, I don't like using the whole Cinderella run type of analogy, but if there's any team in this round of 32 you could apply that to, it would definitely be them. Yeah, definitely. I think there's certainly a lot to be excited about with this title because you've got another you, you've got two underdog stories really because we'll also talk about Mackay's uh, run to the knockout stage as well you've got 7-2 against Mackay Rangers 5-1 over Mackay Magpies 4-0 over Bluebirds United 1-1 over Brothers 1-1 against Brothers Townsville and then 3-2 on penalties yeah 3-2 on penalties in that game against Brothers Townsville that was a a really close game from all accounts and look they got through on penalty kicks and look Either of those clubs they got through would have been a great story, but for Mackay to get through, it's their second season as a club. For them to get through, it's the first time I've seen a team from Central Queensland get through. It's a great story. So, Adam, what are you expecting out of this one? Look, this could go either way. Um, you would expect on form, and, and uh, is that, you know, Magpies could say this, you know, we've probably got the players and the depths to win this. But, look, yeah, their form is very, very up and down at the moment. You know, there's some big, big losses in the league. And, um, look, Coomer, you, you would put a pass going up there and springing the upset. I, I think it would be an upset. But then again, you know, Magpies Crusaders form hasn't been that great in the league. Well, an example of that as well, you know, you've seen them have big wins and big losses this, this past weekend. They, went, they conceded seven against uh, Penn Power, which, look... No shame in that. Pen Pal are a really good side. But, yeah, it's still not ideal. Yeah, Adam's right, though. I definitely think that Magpies start the game as favourites with their MPL pedigree. But, look, Coomer have been on such a good run in the Cup that you cannot rule out them going out there and continuing it on. I mean, you wouldn't have predicted they beat Redlands. You wouldn't have thought they'd beat Holland Park or Logan or... Right, so the fact that they've beaten those teams, why can't they beat Magpies? Look, I think, I think 95% of football supporters in the, in this city wouldn't have know, heard of Coomer Colts until they started knocking off the likes of Ipswich Knights and Redlands. So, um, look, you never know. Like this, but this is truly a, fin, a fairy tale. Yeah, so just one last quick point on Magpies. It'll be a massive night up there for them, obviously, in Mackay. We've seen them putting in plenty of seating and stuff to build up solid Jink and Oval, but... One player you want to keep an eye on if you're actually watching this game is Michael Lyle. He's there. one of the top goal scorers in the league last year for the Magpies. He's just come back to the club after being away for a couple of weeks. He's going to be a massive factor. And if they do go through with the Australian the Cup and further beyond, he'll be a big, big reason why. Well, I saw them play against Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago when I did the interviews that you're actually about to hear. And he was immense in that game. He was, you know, the key outlet. He was massive. He was setting goals up. He was scoring them. I think he's going to be the one that you really want to watch yeah. out for. And Kyron Walters is probably the other one that is probably a big, big threat. That if Lyle's not scoring, uh, it generally it's being set up by Lyle for, for Walters to score. So, look, um, they, they should start favourites, but then you just never know. I think this could really yeah. could go either way, and I'm genuinely looking yeah. forward to it. And having spoken to people from both clubs, I'm genuinely disappointed yeah. that both of them, like that one of them, is going to have to lose. As, but yeah. Well, look, we're rushing through this a little bit because we've got two 
we've got three massive interviews actually so we're actually going to cut off the segment here and go right into our final one where you're going to have the interviews with Henry Cannell from uh, Magpies Crusaders and Mitch Wright the coach and goalkeeper respectively and then I sat down with uh, Steve McDonald and Perry Moore the coach and goalkeeper for uh, Coomera and that was a lot of fun as well we just sat down started talking and we wound up going for 15 minutes so that's going to be it for this segment, and uh, we'll be back to hear the interviews. This is Brisbane Football Review, FFA Cup Preview Special for 2019. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Yeah, so it's the final segment of the Brisbane Football Review, FFA Cup Preview Special for 2019, and it's going to be a whole bunch of interviews here. We're going to lead off with Henry Cannell, the coach from uh, Magpies Crusaders, followed by Mitch Wright, the goalkeeper, and then, as mentioned before, uh, Steve McDonald and Perry Moore from Coomera Colts. Uh, we hope you like them, and we'll be back after the interviews. It's Magpies Crusaders' turn here on the Brisbane Football Review NPL Preview Special. I'm pleased to be joined by Henry Cannell, the coach of Magpies Crusaders. Henry, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. All right, so you guys have a home tie against Coomera coming up July 24th. So what were your first thoughts when that draw came out? Um... Yeah, I was excited, to tell the truth. No matter what team we got, I was pretty excited, yeah. Yeah, it was a good chance for you guys to showcase yourself on the national stage here as well. Yeah, absolutely, especially for, you know, our region. You know, it's a special moment for us, yeah. Yeah, obviously good good news getting the home tie as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, I think it was it was a good for the whole, the lift the spirits of the, the whole town and the region, yeah, football. Definitely, and... Wait, how much community support are you expecting at the game on the 24th? Like 24th, obviously, you got a chance to pump it up as well. I'm hoping for a, a big turnout. In the past, there there has we've had some good show show up. So I'm hoping that they get behind us and and bring us, you know, help us bring it home. Yeah, certainly. Like you guys have had some good support from the radio uh, stations as well. So you're going to try and get some of them involved. Yeah, absolutely. They've been good too. They've been fantastic. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about Coomer right now. So how do you study an opponent that might not be too familiar to you? Uh, yeah, it becomes uh, difficult. Um, a lot of uh, maybe asking questions uh, around from um, other friendly people from um, from out that way. But other than that, I think um, I kind of know what our things that we need to improve on and make sure that we do that better. Yeah. Certainly. And all the NPL games are online. So do you feel like you're maybe at a little bit of a disadvantage with Coomera having so much footage on you guys? <laughs> yeah, in a way. You don't know. Uh, I think... Um, like I said, it's it's up to us really to make sure that we do our things better, uh, you know, improve on the stuff that we obviously know that we're, we're not too good at. And um, as well, you know, on paper, you know, you'd be, I suppose, a bit naive to say it's a mismatch considering the two competitions. So how do you guard against complacency knowing what Coomera did to even reach this stage? Um, yeah, I've, I've always, um, I've just coming into the job too, I've kept on saying to everyone that uh, each game, yeah, we respect all but we fear none. And, and if we can get that... Um, you know, belief behind the players that you know, no matter who we're playing, we need to take them seriously. Yeah. Importance of taking it one game at a time. Yeah, every... yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I think it's very important. Do you come into the game, I suppose, expecting them to maybe try and sit back, or and you have to try and break them down quite methodically? Um, I'm actually thinking that they may be quite aggressive and, and give it to us. You know, uh, watching the uh, footage, they may feel that you know they've they can pretty much go impress us and get something out of it yeah well i suppose because it's a one-off top cup tie you've both got nothing to lose really just going exactly yeah yeah no that's yeah both exactly i I think um it's going to be really interesting and hopefully you know for the sake of everyone watching you get to put on show oh bloody (laughs) it'd be it'd be good it'd be awesome yeah certainly and obviously you know you still got a lot on the line with the npl you picked up a big 3-1 win here over sunshine coast how do you go about managing i suppose the workload of your squad and everything yeah um injuries and all that it's 
it's pretty much I, I try I put a lot of trust in the staff that I have, and, and also asking the players and uh, making sure that I look after them because individually they they can't they, they care. Yeah. And you do have a couple of big games coming up after this as well. So, you know, how important well, is it trying to maintain the squad confidence with good performances and building on what we saw tonight? Yeah, um, very important and. Uh, and also having that trust that maybe some of our few under-20s that, that may be able to, to loosen the load um, you know, and help out a bit. I'm hoping to, to bleed maybe one, one or two, yeah. Certainly. And I suppose, you know, you've welcomed Michael Lyle back in the last couple of weeks. How big is having him on hand? Oh, it's, it's, it's been really good. It's lifted up the spirits of the team, uh, uh, especially we went on that, that streak. Was it 12? I think 12 games straight, 13 maybe. And um, just having him back um, just lifted the spirits of people. You know, when you go that many losses in a row, you know, it tends to play on people's minds. Uh, um, it was really good. Yeah. And the final question, we're asking every team. So aside from your game, which is the FA Cup Round of 32 game you're most looking forward to watching? Um, I like watching them all. Eh? I, I, I really, uh, I just love the magic of it. Eh? I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's the best way to kickstart the new A-League team. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm keen to watch it, you know, every single game and, and you know see how it all pans out yeah. well you got your NPL compatriots they're taking on uh, Wellington Brisbane Strikers yeah that, that should be a good one. That, I reckon it will be yeah most definitely um, I think the Strikers will, will they won't die wandering no, <laughs> that's definitely for sure. not yeah. alright well Henry thank you very much for your time tonight best of luck in the oh. cup tie it's been an absolute pleasure cheers mate thank you very much all right, part two for Magpies Crusaders. It's the keeper, Mitch Wright. Mitch, welcome to the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup preview. Hey, how you going? Pleasure to be here. All right, so you got a home tie against Coomera. What were your thoughts when the draw came out? Um, look, it's exciting um, just to be in the round of 32. Obviously, that's our first time. Um, home game is going to be great for the region. Um, you know, we're buzzing for that. All management, excited, etc. All excited to, you know, bring a game to town. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to Coomera. We don't know much about them. Obviously, uh, a couple of leagues lower than where we are, but um, it's going to be a great game. So how do you prepare for a side that you might not be too familiar with and maybe can't get a whole lot of game footage on? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I guess the biggest thing is just we've got to focus on ourselves, um, give ourselves the best opportunity we can. Um, obviously, they've made it this far, so we know that they're a quality side. They can score goals. You know, we've kept an eye on, on results that they've gone, <coughs> gotten in to get into the round of 32. So, yeah, just got to focus on ourselves and do the best we can. We've seen a few cup sets already from Coomera as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think they, um, they've beaten one NPL side already and uh, they got through Logan Lightning, who are in the QPL. So they're definitely quality. We know they can score goals. So, Do you feel like maybe there's a bit of a disadvantage because you've obviously got all the NPL games being streamed by FQ at the moment, so they'll have a full scouting report on you guys. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, they've got um, every opportunity to watch how we play, watch what we do, and um, we don't have the same to them. So, yeah, I think it gives them a little bit of an advantage if they do their homework. But um, at the end of the day, 90 minutes of football, anything can happen. Do you feel like maybe um, both sides might wind up going for it because it's a one-off cup tie? Oh, absolutely. Um, I really hope it doesn't end up being a defensive, cagey game where we just try and see it out and, you know, win 1-0, obviously. Um... You wouldn't turn down a clean sheet, though. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, we're chasing that elusive clean sheet. We couldn't get one tonight, so we're trying the best we can, but... I'd love to win 1-0 at the end of the day. Speaking of, obviously there's still a lot on the line for NPL with you guys as well. So how are you going to go about managing the workload over the next few weeks? Yeah, it's tough. Um, we've had a, a good run of games in recent times um, and we've got some tough games coming up against, you know, Penn Power, um, Olympic, etc. So, you know, we do the best we can. We had a, a schedule a while ago to get into the cup. We had uh, nine games in five days. So we managed to come out of that on scale. So I guess we do the best we can the same. 
Certainly. And uh, obviously, you've been able to welcome back Michael Lyle as well. How big has his impact been? Oh, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just his presence up front to hold the ball up and have the boys work off him. You know, we know he can score goals. He did it tonight. He did it last week as well. So that's two and two when he's returned. So, you know, he's definitely a game changer. All right. And last one, which tie, not counting your own, are you most looking forward to getting to watch? Oh, I don't know. Um, Brisbane Strikers drew an A-League team. So that's very exciting for them. Obviously, we've seen Strikers, played them last year and this year. So, you know, they're a quality side and and they've got an A-League team. So that's exciting. It seems to be a lot of people going for Strikers Wellington. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, (laughs) I mean, you look at the results from Wellington last season in the A-League, you know, Strikers are really hitting some form in the MPL. So that could be really anyone's game. All right, well, thank you very much for your time tonight. Best of luck in the Cup and for the rest of the MPL season. No problems. Thank you. All right, it's time for Coomera Colts on the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup Preview Special. I'm here with Steve McDonald and Perry Moore from Coomera. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Cheers, mate. What's up? All right, so let's start off. You know, first thoughts, you've drawn Mackay away. What were your thoughts when that came out? Um... Yeah, we thought it was a good draw. Um, they're obviously a very, very good team. They're in the MPL up there, so it's going to be a tough draw. Um, we was hoping for an A-League team. Um, but aside from that, you know, we, the boys wanted an away trip. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good draw for us. Like I said, it's going to be a difficult game, but, um, you know, we'll give ourselves a fighting chance. And I suppose, you know, no one's going to turn down a trip to Mackay at this time of year? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, a, it's obviously a beautiful place to go. Um, really, really nice part of the world. And, um, they're a yeah, super competitive team from what we've seen in, in the NPL recently. Um, they've gone on a good run as of the last few weeks. And, and yeah, we're looking forward to the away trip. That's what we wanted. Like Steve mentioned, we, we really did want to get away and, and play somewhere different and play teams that we haven't done before. So the opportunity to go up there is, is perfect. And, and yeah, we're, uh, we're really happy with it. And also, Perry, I suppose, you know, for you guys as well, that sort of travel can help uh, bond with the other players? Yeah, we, um, that's, yeah, that's one of the big reasons that we wanted that trip. We were thinking about it and, and looking at the teams that were available. We are thinking, oh, you know, Perth would be amazing, a Hobart, a Darwin. But then when we broke it down, we thought five, six hours on a plane would be good for morale, but it would also knock you around a little bit and probably take the, the focus off the game slightly. So getting that, um, I think it's about an hour and a half up to Mackay, um, getting that's going to be good. We'll have a good bit of fun on the plane. It's a nice opportunity to everyone get together in the, the hotel motel that we're going to be at, have a, have a little bit of fun there. But really focus on the game and, and, and then kind of let our hair down maybe a little bit afterwards if the coach allows it. <laughs> Will you? Yeah, definitely. What, you know, whatever happens, mate, um, we've already said that we're going um, you know, we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna enjoy it. We're going to enjoy the moment. We're going to enjoy what we've done, whatever happens on, on the night. Um, but you know, getting this far, I think, you know, huge hats off to the boys. They've been, they've been unbelievable. And you know, we keep on um, defying expectations. People expected us to go out in round four and five and six and seven. Um, and you know, we, we said all, all year, we said, you know, we're not going to win the FFA Cup. And we, we, we've gone with that motto all year. And we, 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 you know, we know we're, we know we're not going to. But, um, you know, I think just, just the ride we've been on has been, has been unbelievable. So, um, yeah, d- definitely we'll, we'll, we'll have a good, whatever happens on Wednesday, we'll have a, we'll have a real good night up there. How much fun has it been, you know, getting to play that underdog tie? Obviously, you've earned the reputation of being giant killers throughout the Queensland qualifiers. How much, how much have you guys just enjoyed essentially saying, well, screw it, we've got nothing to lose? Yeah, definitely. That's that, that's been the that's been the best thing because um, you know we we all said we our main aim this year was to finish in the top four in the league, and I, th- I still think we're good enough to do that. Um, but you know this um, this FFA Cup has been a hindrance. Um, however good it's been, it has been a hindrance for us. But um, yeah, playing the underdog states, you, you can't lose. You can't lose. But um, I've seen some of the I've seen some of the odds on the game. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, I don't know where they get their odds from. So, um, but um, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a Cinderella story for us. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm guessing there would have been a few, you know, fun pregame speeches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the pregame speeches, funnily enough, have, have pretty much stayed the same from week one in the FFA Cup when we played Virginia to the last game that we played Logan. They've, they've all been the same and they've all been consistent because just like you said then, we've kind of played that underdog, underdog role. So everyone has consisted of, of we've got no pressure on us. We've got no expectation. We're not expected to get any further than this. So go out and play with play with freedom and, and play with enjoyment. And that's going to be no different when we come up against Mackay. I think it's it's obviously the stage is going to be a little bit higher. The spectacle is going to be a little bit uh, bigger. Um, and obviously the the prize is even bigger again um, to be able to, to try and get through. And, and you know, we're obviously going to be motivated to win. But at the same time, that mentality of having no pressure and no expectation in as, as rung through every single pregame speech that we've had in the FFA Cup, and and uh, and yeah, hopefully we can do that again. I do want to ask one more question on the qualification that tie against Redlands. Just talk us through that night. <laughs> yeah, you know that first half against Redlands was probably the only FFA Cup game where we've been ordinary. Um, you know, we started really well. I think we went one nil up, and then for about twenty five minutes, I'm pretty sure they scored four goals in twenty minutes. We were we were so ordinary. Um, and then the second half was probably the best we've played all season. Um, but every single FFA Cup game we've played well, apart from that first half against Redlands. Um, and you know, to, to, to come back um, from 4-1 down against any team, let alone a team who's, who's two leagues above you, I think, um, you know, the, the, we, we had a chat at halftime about a few things and, um, and, and, and changed a few things. And, um, yeah, in that second half, the boys were, were unbelievable. I think they could have beat anybody, any team on the Gold Coast in that second half. They were, they were superb. Yeah, I um, forty-five minutes half time walked in the change room and I thought the game was gone. To be honest with you, I thought, well, it's been one hell of a cup run. We've enjoyed it. We've we've had fun. And, and my team talk from there in the change room was basically based on that. It's like, well, the game's pretty much gone. Let's go out there and actually show that we're we're a decent team and not get embarrassed. Um, and what did we do? We we went out and won the game. And it was, um, I think it was that. Again, playing with freedom, I think it was that that factor that when we came into this game, it was a bit more pressure, and we did play with pressure, and we did play with um, with the thought that it was going to be an uphill battle, and I think that's what killed our first 45 minutes. But then when the pressure came off at half time, thinking, okay, well we're already four one down, let's just go out and express ourselves. We did just that. Um, we tightened a few things up in terms of of our, uh, our midfield and our defence, and then the uh, yeah our forward three went and did what they do and and got us out of a big hole, and it was just amazing. It was a brilliant night. Um, I, every time that we scored, every goal that went in, I just still kept scratching, uh, pinching myself, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And, and then before I know it, the final whistle goes. And I was ready for penalties. I thought that's what was going to happen, and I was trying to prepare myself for that. But fortunately, uh, Ferdy got us out of a, a big hole and, and scored the winner. I'm sure that'll be a game that'll live long in your memories. So for people who might not be too familiar with the competition on the Gold Coast, what do we need to know about your side? Um... The competition's good. Um, I think I think it's shown that by how far the Gold Coast teams have got in the FFA Cup. So, um, you know, personally, maybe going off subject a little bit, we're hoping to. I hope something can happen where we can merge with with Brisbane because we're in an eighteen comp and we play each other three times, which um, you know, being from England, it just it's, it's unheard of. I just I don't I don't understand it. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think the competition is very, is very very good. I think with the introduction of the QPL, you probably see that as you know where the Gold Coast Premier League is now. Like like I said, Burley only got knocked out the round before. Surfers only got knocked out the round before. So I think the Gold Coast has, has definitely shown that we've got the quality to be there. I'm sure a few A League clubs would have something to say about playing each other three times as well. But yeah. we'll save that for another time yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, preparing for Mackay. They've got all their games on uh, YouTube because FQ have been streaming all their games live. How many of them have you watched? 
Yeah, I've been watching since the draw come out. I've pretty much watched them all. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it's pretty good because they play Gold Coast United next week down here. So it's worked out really, really well where we can actually go down. and um, Because there's, there's only so much you can gather off videos. It's better to be there watching them live. So, um, you know, next week we'll go down um, and watch them and, and, and try and get um, as many ideas of how they play and, 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 and who they've got. Yeah, the uh, the night of the draw on the Wednesday night, I think we uh, we finished up at, at Top Golf where we watched the draw. I think I was at home at nine thirty, and by about nine forty, I think I had the Redlands Magpies game on YouTube, and I was I was watching that. Um, so I wanted to get straight into it. And I think I was just I was buzzing as well, just from from the draw, and, and was pretty excited. So couldn't sleep very well. So I think I watched about watched about sixty minutes of that first game. Um, we're lucky that. The, the full games are put on YouTube, um, not just the highlight packages. We can we can watch the 90 minutes. And, and just like Steve said, there's only so much you can get off a video, but um, just to get an idea of what we're looking at, who we're coming up against. I mean, we're again, we have belief. So because we have that belief, we want to also um, give ourselves the best opportunity. So um, And respecting a team of, of Magpie's standard and, and Magpie's stature means that we have to kind of watch and do due, 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 due diligence and, and watch the games. One of the players that really stood out for me from what I've seen from them is Michael Lyle. Do you have to give him any sort of special attention? Yeah, I mean, we, we play... I like to ha- make sure that our own house is in order first. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll have a look at them. Um, and then we'll, we'll see if we... I don't like giving players too much special attention. Um, not to say they're not good players. He's obviously a very good player, but so, so is the rest of their team. I think sometimes you single out an, an individual and um, you, you, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot because then somebody else, they're, they're NPL players. They're not going to have one good player and 10 bad players. So, you know, they, they, they're going to have players who can hurt us all over the field. So, um, you know, we'll have a look. If we do need to make a special plan, we will do. Um, but, um, you know... we. I have full belief in our own ability, so we'll make sure our own house is in order um, and see where we go from there. And speaking of getting your own house in order, obviously, you were telling me before we started recording, you've had quite a few washed out weekends. How does that impact you guys getting into a rhythm? Yeah, I mean, we... Can't really control the weather. Nah, nah. (laughs) I mean, I I can't even... We played surfers last Sunday, so, um, you know, by the time we've got Tweed next Saturday, so by that time, it's going to be two weeks since we played. it's been difficult. You know, we've said that we've got a catch-up game the Tuesday, the week before against um, Mackay, which we, we, we could have had off if we wanted to. But I think if we played against Tweed on the Saturday and had 10 days off going up there, I think it'd be a massive hindrance to us. So we'll play the week before. So, you know, I think there's a there's, there's the Gold Coast. There's got to be some good weather around the corner <laughs> soon. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, if we can get two games in before before we go up there, I'd, 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 you know, I'm not... I'm not one for making excuses. We should be all right. Yeah, it, it is full on. I think the biggest thing that, that the mental side of it as well is having so many games come into play because of the fact that in our Gold Coast Premier League season, we are in a position where we really need to be winning every game and, and every game is super vital to us. Um, they're mentally draining. Um, and because of the fact that we're going to be coming up against some really big teams in our own league, um, it's going to take its toll. But I think as well, a few of the boys are probably, you know, when we think about the fact that we've maybe got seven I can't remember how many it is now, five or six games before we even get to that FFA Cup game, if all things work out well. Um, there's going to be a few people probably wanting to wrap themselves in cotton wool as well. So it's you've got that in the back of your mind. It's, it's you know, we're, we're paranoid about maybe not picking up an injury or something like that, but at the same time, you want to give the respect to every game that you go out and play. So it is going to be a very full-on period and a very full-on process, but I'm confident with our team and with, with our squad and the way that we're looking at the moment from a, a health perspective, 
um, I'm confident that we can manage that and then head into the FFA Cup game pretty well. I think we said the same thing on Thursday as well at training. We just said that we need to, um, you know, we had to sort a few things out um, with going up there, with obviously with going up there Tuesday, come back Thursday. So we needed to make sure all the boys could get time off work. Um, but, you know, that's really all I wanted to talk about it because of the position we are in in the league. I think we're only a point off fourth. Um, you know, I'd rather be second and, and, and be cemented in there. But, um, yeah, Pez is exactly right. We, we're not in a position where we can rest players or look at games where, oh, you know, it's going to be all right if we only pick up a point there. We need to be getting maximum points for these games. So. Yeah, right. So just on the match itself, because it's a one-off cup tie, are you guys expecting Mackay to, you know, do what they do or perhaps say it's, it's a one-off cup tie, we've got nothing to lose, much like you guys have done getting to this point? Could we be expecting a really, you know, open, free-flowing, entertaining game? Um, yes and no. I think uh, both teams are going to be nervous um, because of what, what, what's at stake. Um, but, you know, they'll probably, be the, they'll probably be the same of us. Yeah, they're two leagues above us, but they'll probably go out and think, um, you know, there's not really any pressure on us. They're not expected to, to, to go as far as they did like us. So, um, you know, it could, go, it, it could go one or two ways. It's going to either be very, very cagey or knowing our games. Um, <laughs> if, if you look at our results, I think um, I had a look and in the seven rounds we played, we scored 15 or 16 goals and conceded 10 or 11. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the game will probably finish 6 all, mate. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. Be, we'll so, end up being 2-0 uh, down after five minutes and then be three all at half time and something like that it's probably likely yeah. to occur yeah. so, so really you know nil nil or 6-5 it's probably more on you Perry uh, yeah exactly yeah no pressure mate appreciate that um, <laughs> yeah exactly it's, um, it's going to be a full on full on game and, and like you mentioned before um, you mentioned Michael Lyle before I think is, is one of their strikers he's, he's obviously going to have a big role to play in the game as well as uh, Mitch who's a keeper at, at Mackay um, and yeah it's, it's going to be a, a very end to end game but we've got I believe that we've got enough players that can match um, the excitement and the flair that what Mackay will likely have as well. So, yeah, you're right. It's probably going to be either a 6-5, a 6-all, get an extra time penalties, or be a, a 1-0 uh, winner in the 80th minute or something like that. Yeah. I'm still expecting one of these cup games to go to penalties. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait, to be honest. Well, speaking of one of these cup games, aside from your clash with Mackay, which of the other round of 32 ties are you most looking forward to getting to watch? Um, We're asking everyone this, so I'm not yeah. singling yeah, you guys out. Yeah, I think... Um, I think Brisbane Strikers um, will be will be a good watch. I think I think they've got a real chance. Um, you know, they, I've, I've said it so many times. Them the only teams, two teams we didn't want. We didn't want Brisbane Strikers, and we didn't want Olympic. You know, we didn't want to get this far and play a team forty minutes up the road. But I think they got a great tie. Um, you know that that place will be will be packed up there. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to see what they do. And they had a, they had a great result in the last in the last round beating the night, so they'll be full of confidence. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends that play for Olympic, so Brisbane Olympic, so I'm looking forward to watching them play. Um, I think that'll be good. I think um, outside of that, just watching the regional teams play the A-League teams, I think that's what's always exciting to, to sort of see the lower teams get an opportunity to mix it with the, the big boys. So any of those, I think, four games there is um, that I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I'd say probably Olympic. Perfect. All right. Well, Steve Perry, thank you very much for your time this morning. Best of luck for the rest of your club season and the cup tie as well. We're looking forward to watching you guys. Cool. Thanks very Thanks, much. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. And that's going to be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. It's our season four premiere. Scott, Adam, thank you. Yeah, thanks, James. Thanks, Scott. I'm glad it's over. We're still in pre-season. I'm knackered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we've got to get uh, Scott to the physio, get his jaw worked on, get some more talking going and see what happens there but we should also say a big thanks to Lions for hosting us tonight as we record this season four launch of the show it's probably the obvious sense of sabotage <laughs> yeah well yeah I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to the cup this year obviously there's a whole lot of other 
ties as well. See Melbourne Knights and Adelaide is the one that jumps out yep. for me. Yeah, Campbelltown hosting Melbourne City as well, the MPL national champions. I mean, against another A-League side, there's a couple right there that'll be really entertaining. But from our point of view, this is some, massive, the some massive games in Queensland, three of which will be in the state, two in Brisbane, one up north. will be brilliant. So if you're in the area of those games, make sure you get to them because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, the more supporters, the better. Yeah, yeah uh, look, uh, to be honest, the game, the two games I'm looking for and the, the two games that we covered, I, I'm, I'm very confident about the Raw's chances against Sydney FC. I think that's... Look, uh, it's no great stage for Robbie Fowles to sort of make um, a name for himself, you know, as a coach, announce himself. But also as well, um, strikers versus Wellington Phoenix. Look, yeah, I think strikers can cause an upset. Certainly, and it's a chance for Olympic to make a statement as well. Thanks, everyone, for uh, bearing with us as we got through yeah. all the FFA Cup ties. We'll be back after the round of 32 to discuss some more. In the meantime, make sure you check out the NPL recap specials that are going up on our Facebook page yeah. and everything. Yeah. Hey, everyone, yeah, have a good uh, next month or so. We'll be back later. This has been the Brisbane Football Review.